0: Five, four, three, two, one. And cue them
1: open the mic. Hi, I'm Dr. Gretchen Hoke in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University, and this is Around the Sphere.
2: Welcome to Around the Sphere, the podcast of the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University, produced and recorded by MDJ's students, faculty, and staff just for you.
1: Welcome back to Around the Spear. For today's episode, we spoke with MDJ's student-led photography organization, Focal Point.
3: My name is David Foster. I'm an associate professor in the School of Media and Digital Journalism here at Kent State. Uh, I teach CCI photography, my story on the web, and some other photojournalism courses. And I've been involved with Focal Point not only as an instructor, but as an undergrad at Kent State. I was involved with Focal Point then, the National Press Photographers Association student chapter. But since then, we've changed our name to Focal Point. So one of the best parts about Focal Point is it's really in time for students to get together outside of the, the classroom. Students that may not even be taking photography classes or students that may not even be majoring in photography that just have an interest can get together, learn things from each other, help each other out. Really, I see that's where a lot of the growth and initiative happens with students is when they're working together in a group like Focal Point. In the pre-pandemic, Focal Point was really active doing gallery exhibits, visiting other venues, having guest speakers and doing special events, things like that. So we're really hoping that as we come out of the pandemic, we're able to get back to the kind of regular scheduled programming, weekly meetings and opportunities that really allow for growth for students and connection between alums and current students.
4: Hello, my name is Bailey Schweitzer, and I'm a, just a member of Focal Point. Um, it's my first year doing it, so I'm just kind of a club member. I don't really have a role, and actually I've noticed that most people don't really have roles. It's kind of, it's like a club for everybody that has similar interest in photography. It's a lot of merging of different interests, too, gathering together. So there's people that shoot, like, that do videography, or they do photography, or they, like me, for example, I'm a journalism major, but doing journalism, too, though, you always have to go ahead and get visuals for your story, right? So that also makes me think about, like, okay, so how can I get artsy with this? So that's why I joined the club personally, because I was thinking, like, how can I take my reporting up a notch? The videographers and the photographers, they've the people that have kind of taken on the leadership roles in that club have been doing this for like years now that like, kept been doing photography and such for a long time so i've just started doing it this semester actually so i'm pretty new to it but it's really great having those people that have experience so then they can teach me how to do things myself before i came here today i was actually with one of the club members and they were teaching me how to get stuff from taylor hall which You know, you can like reserve stuff like camera equipment and such from there. They're just being really helpful, which I'm thankful for. They are teaching me a lot and I have a lot to learn, so I'm glad that I'm part of this club so far. On November 1st,
1: 2021, Kent State's chapter of the Public Relations Society of America held its Diversity, Equity and Inclusion in the Workplace meeting, featuring public relations and diversity professionals and moderated by PRSSA members Jalea Odom and Izzy Stewart. Julian Izzy spoke with AJ Liu, CCI's Director of Diversity Initiatives, Daria Gaither, the Communications Manager at FedEx Custom Critical, Felicia McCorkle, the Manager of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Major League Baseball, Amanda Hayes, the Director of Corporate Communications, Diversity, and Inclusion at Joanne Stores, and Joy Smith, the Inclusion and Talent Manager at Marcus Thomas LLC. AJ kicked off the meeting with a thought that stuck with every speaker. Diversity, equity, and inclusion don't mean much without one more word, belonging.
0: I think you know diversity and inclusion are important pieces of the puzzle, but the whole puzzle involves diversity, equity, inclusion, and I always add a B on the end of mine for belonging. So we say our DEI and B initiatives here in CCI at Kent State, and diversity is recognizing and valuing our differences and everything that everyone can bring to the table, right? Inclusion is making sure that everyone has a seat at the table, but belonging is making sure that while you are at that table, you feel heard, you feel valued, you feel like an important contributing member of the community, and you actually feel like you belong as part of that organization.
1: So how do we do that without tokenizing marginalized groups who might not feel like they belong? Joy Smith says.
5: To make sure that we have people on our creative teams, people on our project management teams, on our PR teams, et cetera, that reflect these communities that we're trying to talk to. The experiences of underrepresented people are so nuanced and so complex that if you haven't lived a version of that experience, it's not gonna be so easy for you to create something that resonates with those people. So I think the advertising industry specifically we have responsibility to our consumers and to our clients to ensure that our teams reflect them. Media that reflects underrepresented people in a way that is positive and genuine and true to what their experiences are.
1: And as Amanda Hayes added, it's about creating a safe space
6: and opening the invitation and opening the doors to anyone who wanted to be a part of these tough conversations. You know, we had some You know, it's not about inviting certain people to the conversation. It's about inviting everyone to the conversation. But then making sure that in those conversations, the people who maybe have not had the confidence or they haven't had the opportunity to speak up before, really making space for them. So making room for the voices that maybe have not been heard before.
1: When asked for tips on how to deal with superiors who might not think diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging are vital parts of any workplace, AJ gave tips on how to spot a company that will care.
0: DEI and B to be truly successful has to be integrated throughout an organization, right? And the best way to do that is to look at the fabric of the organization and the lifespan of your customer, the lifespan of your employee. Here we look at the lifespan of our students, right? And how do we look at each individual piece with a DEI and B lens and say, how are we incorporating diversity into that? Right? How are we building equity into that? Is everyone able to foster a sense of belonging in that part of the process? Right? It's not a diversity hiring initiative, it's how we should be doing our hiring from the get-go right? It's not about a diversity and a belonging onboarding process. It's about making sure everyone is onboarded to our organization in a way that makes them feel like they belong here and that they're going to like it here and that they want to actually stay here, right? It's not some DEI and B initiative we're throwing out. That is how we should be onboarding our people because we want our people to be successful here and we want them to be happy and we want them to stay.
5: It's all about tone at the top. When you have leaders who are committed to making sure that everyone in this organization feels seen and heard and valued
7: it's also important that they it's the tone is at the top but they also see themselves in those positions and one thing at custom critical that we've always prided ourselves in is that we are a very diverse organization This is our, we have a woman president right now, but her predecessor was also a woman. And then our management team is filled with women as well. And so one thing that my uh, leader always says is that you have to bring me a diverse slate when hiring. And if it's not a diverse slate, then I'm going to send it back so that you can bring me one. And that means you have to go into the spaces where those people are. And that also makes someone feel comfortable when they can see themselves.
1: This conversation flowed into the red flags that you can look for when you're searching for a job and how to know that the company takes diversity and inclusion seriously
5: to make sure that when you are starting your job search you are looking at organizations that don't just stamp d e i and b on their website and don't do anything else about it one thing that i so appreciate generation z for and i'm a generation z millennial cusp so i feel like i'm very much some of you all in millennial as well But something I appreciate you all for is that you're taking us to task and you are holding us accountable. And so make sure that as you're going through your job search, you continue to do that. As you start your job search, ask the questions, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you, and make sure that you're working somewhere that has values that align with what your personal values are.
1: And as a tip,
7: Daria adds, Look at their board of directors, because you can get that online. And if those are who are making the real decisions and they're the ones that are voting. And so if you don't see any diversity at that level, that would be a red flag for me.
1: On that same note, the speakers discussed how each of their workplaces were emotional and tense places to be during the 2020 racial unrest after the murder of George Floyd. At the same time, while millions of people were now working from home, the line between work and personal conversations blurred. People needed a place to comfortably discuss these feelings, and Amanda found her co-workers asking questions like, Can I talk about this? Can I
6: share how I'm feeling? Because working in a traditional business environment, there were some like no out of bounds topics. So like you don't talk at all about personal stuff. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about what's going on in the world. Certainly not, God forbid, you know, race or inequity.
5: We recognize that people were not okay. And it's not as if we hadn't created the space to have what we we also call them safe spaces but brave spaces as well because it takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to enter into those spaces and be vulnerable especially with your coworkers and We had done that in the past, but always in these small pockets where, you know, this one affinity group is having a conversation over here, and this one department is having a conversation over here. Finally, our CEO, Jim Nash, was just like, we need to come together as the Marcus Thomas community and have this conversation. And since then, we've done that four additional times. We did it around the 2020 election. We did it back in the spring when people were like, okay, it's not 2020 anymore, but like, we're really still struggling and we need to get together and have a conversation about it so just being able to create that space and and not Uh, within the bubbles that we often have these conversations in, but instead as a full organization.
1: Working at FedEx Custom Critical, Daria and her team had to come together with a plan on how to manage the crisis of the 2020 unrest as an organization.
7: Before we even did that, we had to take a step back to reflect on our own feelings. And I think it's very important as communicators and those who are in PR and all of us who are set to react that you need to deal with your own emotions too when you're in these situations because just reacting and you will be just so much better of an authentic communicator if you are able to deal with your own emotions at the same time. Because it's so easy to react and put those blinders on, but it's very important to make that safe space for yourself
1: as well. As the conversation came to a close, each speaker gave their best advice for working in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, starting with Felicia. So I think my main point of advice, if you're considering this, is This is not easy work. This is not just sitting on panels like we're doing right now and talking. It's not just going to fund conventions and you know going to career fairs and this side or the other. It's actually rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty. It's having these difficult conversations. It's being able to advocate for those voices in your organization that. Don't have that voice. It's being able to go to leadership and say, hey, if I look at our hiring process, you know, we are missing some elements here. Or hey, if I look at this department, there's some gaps in our gender representation. What can we do? How do we build in those programs or opportunities to make sure we're filling
6: those gaps? Two things that just come so obvious to mind, and it doesn't to me to felicia's point you know you might not know how you get into this space but it's gonna take two things and that is empathy and passion i mean it's gonna you're gonna have to stay motivated in the negative times because to aj's point it's not always the good fun
0: stuff sometimes it's the really like oh we took a look and this is not well You have to call out the behavior that needs corrected. You have to acknowledge the systems that are broken. You know, you have to call it out when people are being disproportionately disadvantaged in any sort of situation within your organization. You know, the only way to really truly do this work and actually make it truly have an impact and a positive impact within your organization is to cause trouble, is to stir the pot, is to call out the things that need called out, but it's good trouble, right? That's my next tattoo idea, good trouble.
4: To learn more
1: about PRSSA Kent, you can visit prssakent.com. To learn more about the College of Communication and Information's diversity initiatives, you can visit kent.edu cci diversity. If you've been on the third floor of Franklin Hall the last year, you've noticed that we have a cool new space with a cool new tenant.
2: Yep, IdeaBase.
1: IdeaBase is a student-powered design agency that provides real-world experience through its process to discover, design, and refine solutions to clients off and on campus.
2: IdeaBase began in 2009 as The Tannery, originally created as a self-sustaining student-powered agency that brought together collaboration in the fields of advertising, visual design, and marketing communications. And it was located in downtown Kent.
1: In 2012, Glyphic Studio, a classroom program that gives students within the School of Visual Communication Design real-world experience, joined the workspace downtown.
2: By that time, those joint agencies had gotten big on design, social media, and web design and development. So a few years later, it was primed for a rebrand. And in 2013, the agency was renamed IdeaBase.
1: Fast forward to 2020, space was renovated in Franklin Hall for IdeaBase to move in, providing a better space for coordination between IdeaBase and faculty.
2: And for students to better see what IdeaBase was all about and get involved.
1: And you can all learn more by visiting www.ideabasekent.com.
2: Or just by stopping by IdeaBase on the third floor and saying hi to Kristen.
1: And that will wrap up this episode and somehow already our first season.
2: Yeah, Fall 2021 is complete. It's been a great first season. I want to personally thank you, Kimmy, and of course, Nick, for putting together such a great show. I also want to thank, obviously, our listeners as well.
1: Well, thank you for being a wonderful advisor as well. And stay tuned and stay subscribed for more episodes coming in the spring. See you then. All right. See ya.
2: You've been listening to Around the Sphere. Please send us your thoughts, comments, and feedback at mdjpodcast at kent.edu. Music for this podcast was written and produced by Assistant Professor Scott Hallgren. This episode was produced by Nicholas Underwood, Digital Media Production Major. And our podcast project manager is Kimmy Daniels, Public Relations Major. This podcast was advised by Associate Professor Luke Armer. Special thanks to all the students, faculty, and staff who made this episode possible, and a very special thanks to you for listening. We'll see and hear you around the sphere.